0: hey everybody i'm matt valley and welcome to episode number 78 of the rock and roll research podcast where we share the super cool backstories and side gigs of the research and insights pros that you trust so i'm just back from the tmre in san antonio this week and it was a really great conference i must say but I'm back just in time to welcome Adam Conley to the podcast. Welcome, Adam. So Adam is currently the Regional Insights Director for North America at Mars Wrigley, which is one of my very favorite consumer goods companies. I must say, uh, where he's been for just about five years. <laughs> just about you must be having a, a five-year anniversary coming up. Is that right? I do. yeah. I do. January. Cool. Well my last five-year anniversary with an employer, I got a sweet set of luggage that I that I used this week, so. I'll make uh, sure so that we... my
1: company hears about that. <laughs> um, I'll send some, this to the right people.
0: All right, you're hoping for something nice, uh, but. Uh, all right, so before before Mars Wrigley, Adam spent time at Ben uh, Benkeiser and GlaxoSmithKline and started his career on the supplier side, so lots of good stuff there. Now, what's super interesting about Adam is outside of work, is deeply passionate about music. So when I say deeply passionate, I don't just mean listening to music, which of course, or playing music. I understand you play the bass a little bit, but what I'm talking about is really getting into the guts of what makes a particular artist sound the way they do. So we're talking about um, what are their influences? What really makes them tick? and which shoulders they stood upon to create the greatness that they did, right? Uh, so it's not hard to see how that translates very closely to a really good career and insights. So we're going to talk about all that and more on today's podcast. So welcome again, Adam. Yeah,
1: thanks, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Matter of fact, uh, the fun fact behind how we came together is I yeah. sought you out. Let's, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be vulnerable here. All I right. sought Matt out because I was like, rock and roll and research. Yes, yes, combine them together. You now combined a superpower, right? Yeah. So I'm <laughs> like, I got to be on this podcast because Matt's awesome. He's talking about awesome stuff. And I'm like, you combining two of my favorite things. So cool, man. It's coming to, to my sweet spot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know what? It's like chocolate and peanut butter, is it not? So <laughs> I like it. There you go. There you go. <laughs>
1: A little bit of oh. uh, nougat with caramel peanuts enrobed oh. in chocolate. <laughs> Simply Just satisfying. My
0: language, <laughs> <laughs> Just my language. All right. Super cool. Well, I'm so glad that you sought me out. Uh, I know we, we talked briefly uh, yesterday, I think, and I, I could have talked to you for hours. So super happy to be back on. Um, yeah. So, so let's get into it, right? So, how did you get into insights in the first place? And tell us a little bit about your career trajectory.
1: Yeah, so I was a little bit of one of those uh, lost souls going into school. I knew there was things that I was passionate about, um, music, particularly being one of them. Basketball being another. Ah, um, nice. Went to play basketball at a Division two school. Really was trying to follow my hoop dream. Cool. My ACL. Um, so blew oh. out my knee. That was uh shortly into my sophomore year. Probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me because I was lacking maturity, lacking direction, uh, didn't know what I wanted to do next, just wanted to play basketball. And that that put a pause on that. So I got started it. to focus on some of the other stuff to figure out what okay. am I gonna do next. Um, got into an internship. While I was just out of university, actually my second semester of my senior year, which is supposed to be fun time, um, Mm -hmm. I was traveling across Connecticut to do an internship on Fridays, turned that into a summer internship, turned that into a full-time position, working on consumer segmentation and positioning, which those of us nerds that know research, that's about as cool as it gets.
0: It is. It is. I just had that conversation two hours ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah. it's. I mean, dicing apart different consumer groups seeing their similarities, seeing where it can be advantageous, um, you know, occasion segmentation, consumer segmentation, and how you turn that into where are we going to go next with this brand and how we can shape it into really making an impact in that category. Um, You know, I was, I caught the research bug really while I was doing it. Uh, Always knew that I loved stats. I love stats. I even like as it connects to sports, I was always the guy that right. would look at the back of the card and re- remember all the stats that no one should ever need to know. So Same. combine that with love to understand consumer behavior, studied psychology, studied uh, business management in school, um, just combining those things and creativity. I am not the most creative. I don't think I'm the most creative person in the world. I try to flex that muscle. I think you can develop that muscle. Right. That's going to probably bring us dovetail us nicely into why I'm so passionate about learning the what's under the underbelly of music, the people that are the most creative people that I engage with on a regular basis are in music.
0: Sure, sure. So, so let's hear how you then went. Um, So you had an internship and I think you're on the supplier side, right? And then you made the transition to the client side. So Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so um, started out consumer segmentation positioning company, then went over to brand health and equity tracking. Liked yeah. the method that they used at the time, and this would date me. Uh, they, used, they sent people Palm Pilots to record their consumption <laughs> behavior, yes. got it back. Then they got the data off the Palm pilot. And <laughs> I sent this out to thousands of people for a two week period of diary. And that's how we got close to like actual behavior, which was always a passion point for me. It's like, oh, OK, so we're actually really learning what they're doing. Uh, now a little bit antiquated, but at the time, ahead of its time. Um, so went to that. And then I went to online qual-quant, which okay. was synchronous, uh, robust samples of people where we could chat with them but we could also get a quantitative read on concept testing, ad testing, you name it, we could test it. And we would often do that at the uh, client's office as it's happening, react okay. to it on the fly. So I uh, went there, did that for like three years. Okay. Um, one more stop before I decided that I needed to shift gears and ultimately go to the client. Said, that's what I really wanted to, I wanna make a bigger impact on how it was driving business outcomes.
0: Got so it. So that was, a, the client. that was a purposeful decision. Where 100%. One yeah. Actually, I met. was laid
1: off at my last company. Uh, we lost a big piece of our business. A few of us on the team were let go because they couldn't uh, sustain that type of client service team without right. the kind of business that we had. Um, so turning, again, just like my ACL, uh, inflection point. Yeah. Learn, take it as a step back. And what do I really want to do next? And that's what i really wanted to do so i moved from connecticut to new jersey to and my wife is like the most understanding and supportive and go with it person awesome um, yeah real superpower of hers so we moved from connecticut to new jersey uh to go join GlaxoSmithKline.
0: smith And cool cool stop and, on the client side and last question uh tell us a little bit about your current role at mars wrigley yes
1: yeah, so i uh now, we call ourselves human intelligence internally, which mm-hmm. is not really the trend for the name of the uh, function externally. But I love that name change. We've been consumer insights in the past. It's an intentional move to really understand before somebody ever becomes a consumer, before mm-hmm. somebody ever says, "I'm going to pick up a Snickers, I'm going to pick up an MMs or one of those awful products that is not a Snickers, MMs, or the ones that Mars <laughs> makes." Um, before they ever get to that step, they are human, right? Right. And we often skip, we fast forward through all of the stuff that influences the occasions that they're trying to fulfill for what they really want, what they're really trying to get from that experience. Sure. We Fast forward past all that. And we say, Oh, what does the packaging look like? What's the product experience? You know, so we don't actually grasp the full, this is who our consumer really is by way of them sure. being a human. So it's understand that before they ever become a consumer, I find that inspirational. I oversee human intelligence for North America, for Mars Wrigley. Uh, for those that are not familiar with our brands, I said Snickers, it's M&Ms, it's Twix, it's Three Musketeers, it's Milky Way, it's Dove, Skittles, Starburst, Life Lifesavers, yeah. um, all these gum brands that are great, Five, Orbit, Extra, and on and on and on. So we've got yep. great brands in our portfolio, and then ice cream as well. Which let me tell you something, during COVID, a lot of people turn into ice cream.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm sure that's the case. Well, let, let's let's hope it's it's continued, maybe.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, just do it in a in a health conscious way. You have yeah. some balance and uh, we're in good shape.
0: There you go. Perfect. Well, that sounds like a crazy cool job. Um, but what's what's even cooler is is your passion for music and uh, I was really blown away by uh, just your depth of knowledge and the, the knowledge that you sought uh, via biographies and, and other means. So, so tell us a little bit about where that came from.
1: You know what? I've I've always been kind of big in biographies. I always I'm very humble, and I, uh, by nature, I'm I'm a I'm a student. I'm a uh-huh. student until I die, right? And I I feel like I continue need to fill that knowledge gap, and. When what I look at is who are the people that inspire me, and I've always been big on biographies. I've read about ten biographies on John F. Kennedy, um, you know, just to see different angles. What makes him tick? What inspired sure. this the uh, the ability to take us out of the doldrums of the post World War II era and move into like moving us forward, you know, really driving the vision of where we can go next. The space programs, like it's really about that inspiration, right? So right. what what inspired him to say, we need to inspire the masses to move forward, to really feel like we can do the next thing. There's a big conquest out there that's waiting for us. So I was like, I got to tap into that. Um, And you can only go so far, like for me, I'm not in politics. And I was like, okay, that's one that I like really liked that. I like checked out Jefferson and Clinton and Lincoln, you know, like these guys are all like very inspirational. But then I was like, that's not a part of my everyday life. Right. I went into sports biographies. Mm-hmm. and that's cool and I still check out a sports biography every once in a while but eventually you get tired of like hearing their take on the way that they approach the game because mm-hmm. it's very consistent right yeah you know, like there's a consistent thread now you actually initially you want to see the consistent thread and you get inspired by like so that's the secrets of the sauce
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you go into business uh based learning and you do those kind of books and it's like okay well I see that consistent thread again and then music I'm like this is my real passion yeah. And like, doesn't COVID amplify music for everybody because like, you got like isolated, you know, you were like in your own little world. And it's like, what uh, is keeping me inspired? And what's the advantage of having my little space to myself? Yeah. Like, I really like re-engaged with music and um, just really amplified my desire to get into the biographies because musicians come from very different angles. There's a lot yeah. going into music, um, into their inspiration. You know, what makes them tick, the artistic form of music and what Mm -hmm. evolves over time is very radical, right? Right. If we think about the music that we listen today, 80% of the influence of it has come within the last 75 years, right? But it it wouldn't have come if it wasn't for the 75 years prior to that. Yeah. I think when Fender was first made, like electric guitars are still in their infancy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really interesting perspective. Um, you know, I noticed, I noticed a similar, uh, but within there, there's a lot more congruence within that period than we realized too, which I, I didn't realize because I played the drums. And so I went from being in a thrash metal band to a punk band to a rockabilly band and a country band and a jazz band. And I could see like that consistent thread I was playing music from you know across decades mm-hmm. and it's like wow it's really all the same at the core at least like the beat and the way it's constructed that way yeah. well, it's pretty interesting
1: yeah no, absolutely I mean they inspire each other
0: yeah and yeah, that's what I
1: also like I think I went through a similar journey Matt like you've done it by way of like I'm influenced by some of this directly I'm in a band right and like you'll find even within your band like the other members of the band, like you'll have your consistency of like, yep. these are something we're all passionate about. And then you'll have that one guy that raises an eyebrow cause it's like way off the beaten path from where you go. Right, right? yep, you know, like, totally. Um, Duff McKagan as an example, his, one of his favorites is Prince. And you're like Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses who has a background in punk
0: music, yeah. one of yeah. his favorites
1: that he gets super passionate about. listen to him talk about Prince and he'll yeah. go on for hours. And yeah. you're like, whoa. But then you realize about yourself, you're like, wait, I listen to some stuff that doesn't make sense together. Right. Yeah. And we all do that. And it's just all going to inspire inspire us. And sometimes you don't even know what it is. It's yeah. Just like, there's a beat to it. Or like the way that guy sings, it's just incredible. You know, it doesn't, it, music has got so many layers to it. You can just latch on to one layer. Another guy can be like, dude, this is all about the bass. I don't know how you yeah. aren't like excited about it because of the bass. Right, you know, right. That yeah. dialogue, that
0: debate. <laughs> so, so are there are there some biographies that have just blown your mind and have been super insightful? So I am a, I'm
1: a nerd, an admitted nerd. Um, so <laughs> what I did leading up to this, because I knew we were going to go heavy, is I actually I'm also very tactile, so I keep all my okay. books. They're just stacking up now. So I have actually stacked up books. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a whistle stop of why I love them. I've read them mostly uh, within the last five years, all these books. Um, So, the first one, and I know some people are just listening, is Flea Acid for the Children. Ah. Uh, Disruptive title, but actually not nearly as disruptive in terms of the book. What I love about it is it's his origin story. Right. It it only goes up to when he becomes Mr. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Very different take. (laughs) Yeah. An autobiography where he's like, I'm going to give you like literally the stuff that I go after anyway. It's like, what is inspiring you? You know, hearing yeah. about how he grew up in a music house, hearing when he first met Anthony Kiedis and how they got together um, and how music was very secondary to it at times. Very cool. I'm <laughs> going to go go quick because I got a lot. Jay-Z Decoded. Um, nice. When it came out. Um Amazingly different take because what he does is provide the backstory behind all of the songs. And oh, really okay. says, let, me, let me flip hip hop, let me flip rap on its head because you think that this is all about, you know, bitches and hoes and that's the label that we own. But ultimately, let me give you these backstories of what drives the music, what's under the, the underbelly of, of rap. And it was the first time that I ever heard it described in such an incredible way. Decomposed wow. in that way. So Jay Z decoded, really cool take. Really cool. The Tao of the Tao. I always say that word wrong. The Tao of Wu by the Wu Tang yeah. by riza of man? the Wu Tang Clan. Um, guy could start a religion tomorrow. You read this yeah. book, you're you're convinced that this <laughs> is better than 99 of the religions that are out there. Guy is so deep. so deep. It's incredible. I didn't know that that's what this was about. I really thought it was going to be really about the Wu-Tang Clan. All about his philosophical approach to life. Catch a Fire uh, by Bob Marley.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Dude lived with Bob Marley. Basically dedicated the rest of his life to revising, rewriting this book over and over multiple editions. And then his wife picked it up after. That's a passion project. Wow. Um, Wow. You want to get a thorough background on Bob Marley. No, first of all, if you can't get an autobiography, which unfortunately oftentimes in music, we can't. Mm -hmm. If somebody dies young, Bob Marley is an example. There's a guy that was with him. So if you can go to the first person, just like in research, the closer you can get to the actual experience, the better, the more legitimate the story is. And usually the more passionate the person is. Right. Right. That's that one. Duff McKagan. I talked about him earlier. That's how I learned about how he's obsessed with Prince. Also Motorhead. (laughs)
0: Lemmy yeah there you go speaking my life now uh, now with duff i i am a huge fan of his replacement as well which is tommy stinson from the replacements so i don't know if you read that one trouble boys about the replacements i didn't
1: i'm gonna have to put on the list now see all right cool all right i have a long list keep going (laughs) fashion is a fashion the clash nice wearing a clash t-shirt clash action oh yeah my favorite bands um passion is a fashion great book Uh, Not first person, but great stories in there about how The Clash, honestly, genuine, the real deal article. When you talk about punk, yes, it's about the music, but it's also about the attitudes, about what you care about, how you show up. The Clash, genuine article. David Corsero mentioned this one, your last podcast. That's a reference back as a fan to your last podcast. You mentioned the Beastie Boys book. Yeah. um, Written in the first person phonetically. You actually feel like you're sitting down and having fr- fun with your friends who happen to be the Beastie Boys. Oh, cool. Uh, cool. That's how they bring you in. It's just like they're talking with you conversationally. That's why that special on Apple TV actually works so well because yeah. the book was all very conversational. It's bringing you into their stories. So, yeah. very cool. Yeah. I like um, that. I'll skip ahead here. I've got a few more. But anyway, Dave Grohl, uh, Dave. humble, yeah. humble dude. Yeah. who has some of the most incredible friends in rock and roll music, friends with yeah. like Paul McCartney, um, met Iggy Pop randomly uh, when he was yeah. like, really in his infancy starting out, and Iggy Pop needed a backing band, so asked him to join him. It's like, yeah. that doesn't happen. That's not realistic. <laughs> but super humble dude, and um, also huge fan of the people he's friends with, so yeah. put away exactly. all of his Beatles paraphernalia before Paul McCartney came over because he didn't want him freak him out or look like a nerd
0: yeah
1: how relatable is that I'm like if uh, (laughs) McCartney shows up tomorrow I'm like wearing the Beatles shirt and I'm like having him sign my record I don't care if he's my best friend (laughs) Um. but uh, you know I got John Lennon Tune In which is one of uh, three books that are going to be read about uh, written about the Beatles only Mm -hmm. one's written so far it's only the first third of their lifetime I've never seen anything more thoroughly researched more yeah. written it's incredible like that dude really yeah. went the extra level tune in uh, yeah the, bu- the bar close. of the
0: expectation has got to be so high for Beatles it's
1: actually yeah. I don't think I would have picked it up had I known that first of all he didn't do the other two yeah. yet so I can't actually bring it to conclusion right uh, right <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad I did because it's great um and I probably wouldn't have it, it's intimidating to pick it up it's it's yeah and then uh another one I'm gonna to get to. Um, I love punk music from the '90s. Yeah, that's my that's my center of gravity. Rancid is my favorite band. Yes, uh, which Thank they you, actually uh, so this it's called Smash, and uh, dude's a cool dude. So I'll just give a shout out. Ian Ian Winwood wrote that, and it's mostly hey. it's about um, East Bay punk. So yeah. Green Day, Offspring, Bad Religion, No Effects, '90s punk. They touch oh. on Rancid.
0: Look at got my head. uh got my little um uh, seven inch yeah it's the it's the double 10 inch version oh of 10 inch.
1: okay not i was gonna say it looks own. bigger but not as big as my version <laughs>
0: <laughs> gotta share my own prop okay go ahead there, cool
1: i love it um rance is my favorite band uh um, yeah. love those dudes listen to lars frederickson wherever he's on podcasts get him on your podcast in the future that's what's <laughs> That's, that's when I'll come back and... Uh, if
0: you can make the connection, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, I saw him twice this year.
1: He's phenomenal. But anyway, that's a whistle-stop tour. Some of the things that inspire me, they come with different takes. Oh. Fundamentally, what they bring you back to is what's the music that influenced them? Yeah. What was their upbringing? You know, most of them grow up in a music house, in an artistic house, in a house that is teaching them from an early age to think differently, yeah. operate differently, And based on my music choices, kind of reject the norm. Yep. Actually go counterculture. And uh, often, more often than not, music kind of does that, but particularly punk music, hip hop music, um, you know, hard rock music. It always is about, you know, think differently, bring something differently to, to how you show up and what product you give.
0: Yeah, just just so fascinating. I'm super jealous that you've read all those books and I've got uh, there's definitely a couple there that I'm I'm going to pick up from you. But you know um, what?
1: The cheat code now is audiobooks. Like every time yeah, I recommend yeah, a book, because I, I still do read. Right. I love to read because it actually disconnects me at the yeah. same time it inspires me. So it's like this multiple thing. It, it trains my brain. But audiobooks is a cheat code that like can get yeah. you through a lot of content a, a lot quicker.
0: Yeah, definitely. It feels true. Like that's
1: really the trend with podcasts, but also audiobooks is really something that people really turn into,
0: which is great. Yeah. yeah, totally true. Totally true. So, so clearly there are some, I mean, you've you've understood a lot of this at such a deep level. And clearly there's a parallel there between kind of understanding music and and all of its ins and outs and the various paths it can take and insights. So, what does that look like for you? This is my sweet spot,
1: right? Um, so, if you say insights. I'm going to say with that. When you relate to music, even if you don't relate to the backstory of what makes that re- music, mm-hmm. you hear the story, you feel the story,
0: right? Yeah. Yep.
1: Something about that is just pulling you in. I want to hear more about this. This isn't my experience, but you tell it so well. They're tapping into a human truth, a right. true insight. They're yep. giving you that lay of the land, they're giving you a story. That you can actually pick up and feel, even though it's it's music based, even though it has to do certain things based on the laws of the music, it's still telling you a story, it's still tapping into a real genuine insight. That's sure. what music does when it's at its best.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. Like,
1: why do I relate to this? This isn't my backstory. You know, yeah. like how many of us, you know, heard Wu-Tang Clan for the first time or Nas Elmatic, which is one of the best albums of all time. And you just heard that first beat and you're like, oh, raw, edgy. And then if you actually hear from him what that was, he's like, I wanted to communicate what the sound would feel like to be in New York City after dark during the time I grew up.
0: Wow. (laughs) I was like, yeah, talk
1: about smart, like people that don't associate musicians with intelligence are missing so much of what goes into making music. Mm -hmm. but like Nas just like he blew my mind
0: just yeah like
1: incredible but like that's the kind of thing that you're like you hear it you feel it not sure why because you weren't there but that's why because he's tapping into an insight he's bringing it through the thread of not just the lyrics you know not just the words that he's using not the way he's bringing it together but every component of it and then just like research it's about balance right you got your qual you got your quant yeah. You got your, I heard this really interesting thing from that individual. Is that true of a bigger group?
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: Is that something we can connect to with our brand? Right. That's something that we can be genuine and authentic about. Music's about authenticity. Right. How often have you heard somebody that's like, you're going through the motions, but I just don't feel it from you. Right.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. Like th-
1: it's always the albums that sell really well, but then nobody wants to admit that they aren't. Yeah, exactly. I think we all have those names. Um, It's storytelling. To make insights land, to make market research land, when you're on the supplier side, when you're on the customer side, you have to tell a story. You have to tell it in such a compelling way that it sets up that insight to resonate and then end up doing something with it,
0: right? Uh, You know, I really love that because I feel like when you were, when you were, um making the comparison with music and how it is about storytelling and it's all those elements it's like you hear something like oh yes okay I get it but I've never heard it explained that way or or it's explained through a story um it's one of the best definitions I've heard of what an insight is right because there's been so much debate about hey what is an insight anyway what does it mean um and I just love the way that that you described that
1: I think oftentimes something really resonates when we make a provocation, approach something from a different angle. And we say something like, does speech matter today? In a world of Twitter and shorter shorter communication. Yeah. And seeing how politicians are able to say things that is very disruptive in a negative way, but still landing a message.
0: Right. Does speech matter? So you
1: raise that provocation. Yeah. And then you unpack it and say this is where it matters and this is how it matters for us. Yeah. Right? So you raise it with like that disruptiveness and that's what music does too, right? Like Public Enemy said, fight the power and then it was like, oh shit. Uh, Yeah. NWA.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. They didn't say, you know, I'm a little bit upset about what's happening around here. So I'm (laughs) going to try to, you know, they kicked you in the face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They opened that
1: door and you're like, okay, now I got to listen to what this message is. And you get some people rejecting it. Right. Oh, that's too disruptive. But that that message is out there now. It's a conversation.
0: Yeah. NWA
1: can come in. Yeah. And land an insight in any company better than I could, better than anybody I've ever seen. Because yeah. NWA approaches our profession the way they approached hip hop music at that time. Nobody is ignoring it and and thumbing through their phone when NWA is up there telling their message. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, uh, that's really deeply insightful. That's really cool stuff. Um, so, so this is a lot about sort of the construction, like where does, where does it come from? You know, more, I, I guess a little bit backward looking and sort of building it up from there. So now looking forward, right? So, uh you've done all this thinking, You actually got a role where you're kind of responsible for this. What is, what does insights look like going forward?
1: So, I love this question. I have to think about this question all the time, both for self-preservation, for preservation of my function and the role that we play in the company. Right. And to make us better, right? So if we play a different niche today than we did yesterday and moving forward and projecting out what impact we can make in the future, what we know more than anything else is there's more data available than ever in human history. Right. And... A lot of companies, like my, my company, are, are paying a significant amount of money for that data. Right. And people say that data is power. And that's true with a caveat. I, I associate it with oil. Oil is power, correct?
0: Oil in my backyard is a mess. Right. Yeah. And, I,
1: and now I have to pay somebody to get rid of it.
0: Right, Right? right and maybe
1: i can benefit from it by getting the right person to get rid of it do something with it now i can benefit from it otherwise if it's just like oh my god it's ruining my grass yeah then i need to get rid of it i need to get it out of here i gotta pay somebody to get rid of it, right
0: yeah yeah okay
1: so oil in the right hands is power the oil if i know what to do with it is power data in the right hands if i know what to do with it is power Right. Okay. My role, your role, is to get the correct data that can help us to drive an outcome. Right. Shape it and say, this is what you need to know from this data set. Right. Jack Ma, who is the founder of Alibaba. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a weird, you're going to like it, I think, because we're vibing. He said, (laughs) we are focusing on the wrong pieces of education because we keep telling people how to learn technology and be IT people and like really focus on learning technology, but we should actually be learning creativity.
0: Right. Because yep. when
1: people are worried that AI is going to take their jobs, they're mm-hmm. going to take technology jobs. AI, right. AI will replace the need for you to go deep in technology.
0: Right. 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 Or it won't replace its creativity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We need the people that are going to interpret what it all means and figure out what to do with it. Mm -hmm. How does this interconnect to the, so what, to our Mm -hmm. brands, to our consumers? How do you bring it to life? How do you make it feel empathetic? How do you actually start from empathy and then shape it? That's the role that we have to play. That doesn't answer everything. yeah. But if I know that that's what I can do, and I make that my superpower, then we're in good shape. That's what we own. And that's where an insight actually comes from anyway
0: yeah 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 that's
1: that's where the world is shaping is we're going to need more people to be creatively driving data into something Mm -hmm. if it's advanced analytics people they're still going to be taking the data sets creating it into something then the next is the consumer insight people the human intelligence people what is it that we've created here how do i interpret it how do i embed it that's the role to play
0: Uh, that's where i'm closer to love it love it um well, I'm curious to know because uh, as I think about you know what you've consumed in terms of content, yeah. you've gone so deep on things, and you've <laughs> you've, you've generated uh, like a, a foundational understanding of a lot of uh, concepts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so as of today, right? Um, if you think about obviously there's music, there's still a lot of reading and stuff that you're doing, but what media do you turn to for insight or even enjoyment nowadays.
1: Yeah. So, uh, for what I learned from, I've kind of gamified social media to put a lot of content providers into the stuff that I get easy access to by way of social media. I'm way okay. too connected to my phone still. As a person that's you know like champion reading, I'm still yep. way too connected to my phone. Uh, but I go through social media regularly and look at what's the latest, what's the greatest. Um, and then take off of that and do some research off of it. So okay. that's interesting. Even if it's a TikTok video, that's interesting. You know, what is yeah. that? What's underneath that? What's that trend? What is that behavior? What's, right. the, what's the emotional benefit? You know, right. what do I think if people are doing more of this and it's replacing this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those kind of things. So I'm constantly, like I said, I'm a, I'm a teacher of everything. I'm a, not a teacher. I'm a student of everything. Yeah. And uh, that's what I'm always doing. So I, I spend a lot of time. That's where I get my news. Um, sure. so the provider of that news, and I think actually the news services are getting smart to this, is like, you know, a New York Times article might have popped in. You know, open that up. Now you can only open so many articles, read so many articles before you have to pay right. for it. Fine. Okay, we'll figure out what you want to pay for, what you don't want to. Yep. a post comes through, read that. Um, but you know, like even stuff like ranker. I like, you know, I yeah. just like to nerd yeah. out on like stuff that I like to nerd out on. Um, yeah. but you know, you get the right influencers, you know, we're we talk about it as like, oh, the next generation is uh, relying on influencers. We all are. they We just call it things that are different. So you find somebody that you really like their perspective on something, whether it's in your social group or it's somebody further away and then you latch <laughs> on to that and then take that like just like with the books, it's like this guy was influenced by that guy. Well, then let me read about that guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's interesting that you say that because uh, you say that I think um, you know when we're when we're in a room and we're talking about marketing strategies, right? And we're talking about influencers, and it's always other people are influenced by influencers, and who are the influencers, right? We never turn the mirror on ourselves and say, you know what, we are those other people. Oh, yeah. It's just who is the set of influencers, really? I mean, if we sit down and think about it, there are they're out there for us too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I, I mean it's I, I've always find it like jarring but flattering when somebody says oh yeah like I really learned something from that presentation that you gave and it's like yeah well that's why you did it right and you don't even think like that, yeah. that resonated for somebody and it turned into something else
0: yeah and somebody yeah.
1: reflects on something comes back after the fact that makes a big impact so you yeah. become an influencer
0: yeah yeah makes sense cool cool all right um gotta ask this question uh it's always the hardest one right and and i'm sure it's probably even harder for you than most right so it's been a great chat we've been talking because research because of
1: my iq level like i need to oh you <laughs> asked the question like, Yeah, i, I just gotta I,
0: assume Nothing <laughs> like that i'm just thinking you 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 listen to so much stuff in this mm-hmm. huge variety yeah. it's gonna be hard to boil it down uh, but I got to ask. Right. So we been talking research. We're turning it back to music. Uh, so I'm going to pin you down on this one. You're stranded on a desert island. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you. You got a record player okay, and only three records of your choice to keep you company for the rest of your days. What are they?
1: So I'm just yeah, by myself a on a like desert that. island. See, I like yeah. this framing and I'm not going to come back at you with a uh, number of questions of what so you've given me enough to go from.
0: <laughs> okay. But what okay. I will tell you is this, is you
1: gave me framing. I'm on a deserted island by myself and I've got three things. Yep. So what I know about myself is there's certain music that will put me in a good mood, like an upbeat mood, an optimistic yep. mood. And there's other music, which I also love for different occasions, yep. will put me in like more of like deep thinking mood, maybe even yep. like a little sadness comes in, maybe a little nostalgia yep. comes in. So guess what, Matt? Those are not coming with me alone <laughs> on a desert island.
0: All right. So the Beatles on.
1: remind me of my parents in a positive way and um there's certain songs that would make me cry and now i'm alone on this desert island <laughs> just crying into my music. That. that doesn't feel like the right experience so the beatles are not coming
0: <laughs> okay
1: right. dave Coursero picked ill communication by the beastie boys He did. i have to be original and i do have a lot of depth so i have to take beastie boys ill communication out which i've answered this question <laughs> Ill communication in the past so that's out i okay. need a diverse mix Rancid is my favorite, favorite uh, artist of all time. You picked up Let's Go. Yeah. Their next album, and it's Out the Wolves. You discover something. And Out Come the Wolves was actually the first one that I discovered. Yes. And then I went back to Let's Go, and together they're like peanut butter and jelly. I don't know how they were ever apart. Uh, <laughs> and totally. Out Come the Wolves is the first I discovered. I absolutely, absolutely love that album. The deep cuts on that album. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. And you get so many great songs on one album. I don't have the greatest hits it. It's just this one album that's beautiful. They still play the majority of their live shows are this album. After All killer, no filler. Eight eight albums since then. That shows how good that album is, right? No doubt. No doubt. That one's number one.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm on a deserted island when I'm on islands and I'm not usually deserted on the island. Bob Marley. (laughs) Yes. Love it.
0: Yes. I, love it. I
1: mean, it's, it puts you even more in the place. Now I'm optimistic about it. I'm on an island.
0: Yeah. now it's a- What does
1: he tell me on Exodus <laughs> in Three Little Birds? Don't worry about a thing. So I'm going Exodus by Bob Marley. And I also awesome. love the fact that uh, I'm on my Exodus here on this deserted island. So, you know, the, the double entendre of the album is, uh, I love the irony. It's not lost on me. Um, <laughs> that's two. So now I've got, punk I've got reggae yep I'd be hard-pressed not to get a hip-hop album
0: yeah yeah
1: although Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction by the way it is one of my favorite albums of all time yes and I'm hard-pressed to throw that out but it feels obvious and I'm worried that you brought up that you're going to go back through this list and see what's consistent what's inconsistent <laughs> <laughs> so for that reason alone A Tribe Called Quest oh
0: yes yes Midnight
1: Marauders because that felt like low end theory was great, mm-hmm. but Fife Dog, this is me getting really deep. Nobody likes how nerdy I am. My wife is like, just answer the the question. Just to answer the question. You always have to over. You ruin things. Um, and she says it in a loving way. Uh, Midnight Marauders. Fife Dog came into his own. The style evolved a little bit. Low end theory was very jazz driven. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. And for the mood. Yes, but I'm like jazz. A little bit depressing sometimes. A little
0: melancholy. I got to yeah. be
1: careful. I'm on my deserted <laughs> island. <The> Midnight Marauders <laughs> wins out. Those are my three.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, big supporter of all three of those choices and and actually your near choices. Uh, of course, you're going to screw up my quantitative count, right? Because I think you're, you're robbing... You're robbing the beasties of a mention, but it's but okay. I'm also
1: I'm also adding to your playlist.
0: So yep, you are. You I'm are. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna push that one because um, there was the illusion from Dave that you might uh you might really do some justice by way of this playlist.
0: Dave told Dave threw that it's entirely his idea. The the rock and roll research Spotify playlist. All credit goes to Dave for the idea. I told my wife, and she's like, duh. And now she's bothered me all the time. She's like, you got that playlist done yet? I've got to get to it. <laughs>
1: there's one other, that I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a plug and it's not a plug for me because there's nothing special here. Chumley's <laughs> should be added in the future. <laughs> and for all those people at home that do not know who Chumley's is, <laughs> Chumley's is an up and coming punk band that in the right set of years in the industry would blow up across the world. <laughs> Rumley's is a fun band from the Texas area that uh, has a great drummer. That <laughs> I know about them. Uh, I don't go into their deep cuts, but I do know <laughs> phenomenal drummer.
0: It's which... uh, got, got a reputation, that that much I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a thing or two about him here in Dallas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, the buzz is out there. If we could just get enough of these influencers, pressing for chumleys you know that's 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 what it's going to take
0: yeah you know what i I heard they actually launched a new single a few weeks ago as a matter of fact
1: you know what (laughs) that may have been one of the songs i listened to and let me tell you bon appetit (laughs)
0: awesome awesome super cool all right all right adam on that note uh let me just say this conversation has been an absolute joy um, as insightful as it has been fun, um, so I'm really glad that you reached out. Really glad we got a chance to connect. Uh, let's do it again soon. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So. Uh, this was so much fun for
1: me. Hopefully, no. people will listen and keep the rolling of the eyes to a minimum. <laughs> and they pick up something from this, at least inspiration, right? Like go pick up uh, a music biography.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Super cool. All right. Thanks so much, Adam. Let's talk soon and rock and roll.